Hello and welcome to Raw and Real. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our objective is to inspire you and to remind you of your brilliance and possibilities in all areas of your life. We're ready to take you on a raw and real journey. So let's begin. Welcome back. So nice to be here. So sometimes I disappear into uh, just, there's no time. I can remember this when I was a child. It was really just nothingness. It was this void of just presence. When I bake cakes, I feel the same. When I do something really boring, I was working in this clothing shop. Thank you, clothing shop. You did a good job for me at that time. But I remember I counted the minutes and I was so into the linear time that it was so dense and boring. And then I, in my latest years, I've been thinking about stretching time, stopping time. You know, what is this time that we look at all the time? And we get so into the clock. And when it disappears, what really happens? And what are our possibilities to stretch time, stop time and move beyond and actually play and be the master of time? These are questions that I've been asking myself. Have you done that, my dear friend? <laughs> yeah, I think also being interested in time. It's in, it, it, what's interesting is watches. Here we go. When I was about 18, I made a decision. I understood time. If you look at the word, it means timey, T-I-M-E. We've mentioned this before in podcast. And by 21, and I wore watches on and off a few. And then by 21, I decided, no, I was not going to be tied to time. And I never wore a watch. And my partner at the time, he bought me these beautiful watches. And I'd be like getting really angry. Nope you know, diamond Ibel he bought me, I remember. And I was like, I don't want the diamond Ibel. You know, I don't want to wear a watch. And also I worked in a casino. So we weren't allowed to wear watches in a casino. Very interesting. But recently I've decided it's time to wear a watch and look at time. <laughs> I feel like I got away with what time does to the physical body for a long time by not focusing on time, basically almost going backwards in life and doing things later in life that people do earlier in life. I was like, I was on a mission. I'm not going to be like everybody else. I'm not going to die and get old and get gray and get boring. And also soon, I'm not, it's not going to happen to me. And I was just saying to you, what was my terror as we began? And then it all happened. What's your experience? You mentioned, because what you've actually just said there is you've had the experience of slowing down time and also drag, it's kind of slowing it down, dragging it out and speeding it up. For me, it's about being present. If you can be very, very present in every moment of the day, you have a much, you have like two days in one. And it's also very joyful and lovely. But when you're running around like you're a chicken with its head cut off, the time just flies, literally, doesn't it? Years go by, time goes by, and things feel lost. And that's like one perspective. That is um, what I feel everybody can relate to, because when we are with our children and we are really present, or we have a hobby of painting a boat, or we are sailing, or <clears throat> painting uh, on a canvas, or shopping even, like we are really, in, it just stops, you know, that's, everybody knows that. But then, that is, uh, to take it a little bit further, that is one kind of um, 
perspective. But what I'm interested in, in more and more is that are there more, you know, beyond this timeline? Is it like, instead of stopping and, and it's like, is there more? Could it be that there are many dimensions and possibilities to play around with at this moment? Because we are very focused on, okay, I see I'm in, I'm in my bed right now. Okay, that's the bed sheet. Um, my husband is in the room. We're really into these things in this time, in this dimension. But if we can stop time and start to have, if you have seen the matrix, you know that like when the little kid says there is no spoon and then he bends the spoon. It's not far from reality that we can start playing with uh, what we see, but we have to understand that it is an illusion. It is uh, something that we create. It's just something we actually see. This is maybe far out, but for me, it feels very natural actually, because I'm, I'm not practicing this daily. I'm not bending spoons. I'm not lifting my child's bed and making it quite like, <laughs> I'm not doing this magical stuff, but I can feel that there is something more um, than what I'm doing right now. There are possibilities and that there are magic, that, that, that there is, uh, we can elevate our game and not be played by what we call, you know, stress and timelines and what to do and fix and achieve, you know, and all these goals that kind of pushes us down into a very low dimension, but that we can elevate above it and kind of play the game smarter and use this, you know, in, to, to be in the in the front you know to lead not to be behind the masses and go like a sheep after and just like yeah i should have these grades to go there and yeah it is it's very good to be busy it's very good to be busy and i'm going to stress because that's what we think then we kind of played we are in the matrix and kind of just uh, we don't see but when we really see can we start to change the world and play the game do you know what i mean yeah i do it's interesting concept i'd like to talk in reference to time there the thing is if we've all had some kind of experience stopping time being present time being lost what happened i was asleep felt like two hours it was two minutes we as human beings as quantum creators have these unique expressions that are relative to understanding more about us i used to as you know, I used to work with dealing with past lives. So downloading all this information about people's past lives. And they were very hooked on the past lives. And it was fascinating. I must say, I used to have all the recordings at one point. I think they're gone because it was really amazing to see how people's past, we're talking concepts of time here, even if they didn't believe any of this, they thought it was nonsense, they were Muslim, they were Christian, they were Jewish. What was interesting is that they were playing the same things out in this perceivable timeline, the here and now. So they'd be sitting there and they'd hear these stories. I'd go through their lives and they didn't understand why the things were happening in a certain way. And the point being, you know, I, I, there's two particular stories that come up. This um, woman once, she had this urge for, she wanted to commit suicide. She just, since she was a child, she wanted to commit suicide. And when she had, she had one reading, this was way back in 2011. She was, she was one of my first ladies, I can't forget her. And after that, it was like, 
boom, something woke up. She wanted to leave her partner. She wanted to kill herself. She was depressed. She was unhappy. She wanted to end it all. Literally within about seven days, they decided to get married. She began her business. It, it, it just sort of disappeared. Now, I didn't do anything. I just gave her this information, but something triggered in her. It was like that memory. So, you know, timelines are really important. It, we don't need to know the whole details of everything, but there are aspects of our humanness, I believe, that are very much dormant. I feel like we're not we're not kind of, kind of like not allowed to have access to them until we become more conscious as human beings through the heart. As you said, when you're making cakes, you lose your sense of time. Well, look at the why you're making the cakes. What's happening with the cake itself? What's the intention? It's going out there to the world, isn't it? It's kind of going out to change the world. When I'm with clients and able to download and have all this amazing information, it's not me doing it. I'm able to have access to whatever's happening. I'm a personality self, you know, I, I can't fly around in dimensions. But we get to, all of us get to experience, be interested, listeners. You know, if you get interested in these things, I've had clients this week talk about this very theme, what they're doing. They're becoming more present and they're changing the reality, which looks like the reality for everybody else. Yeah. While someone's behind having a tantrum, they're getting everything they want in front of the queue because they're holding a time, they're holding a time of presence and consciousness. And they've decided inside of themselves, this is going to be fine for me. Even in the, and I've had this, you know, you've got to kind of live the experiences to know, haven't you? And the person in front's like, no, this can't happen. You're not allowed to have this. And there's just this knowing for them this is going to be fine. And then bingo, someone else comes in the scene, sorts it out, everything's fine. So if you go, whatever the reality is going on here for you in everyday life, if you are moving around and you become part of that reality, you get angry, you get stressed, I want it my way, then you've lost the game, as you said, till the game. But if you um, pay attention in your day, what's going on, if you just decide, hold on a minute, they said this can't be done, or the bus is supposed to be late, but I've decided it's coming. You'll see how much of a quantum creator you really are. That's amazing. I I feel so empowered when you talk about that because it's real, it's really true. And uh, if Christopher is complaining, and I told uh, Hogan, your husband, this, and he said, so picture uh, your husband inside the balloon, and the bal balloon is kind of um, slack, you know? And then I blow into the balloon, lots of happiness, lots of power, love, you know, it's just getting bigger and bigger and he's inside of this balloon and it's getting bigger. It's so big of love, you know? And I did this, it took like 30 seconds in the meditation and I felt so good. And once I met Christopher, just a few uh, very short time later, he was so happy. And it's, it is not like that it's, it is because of the balloon that he's happy. It's like, it's, it's not that simple. But what we expect and feel, it comes to us, you know. So when you expect your husband to complain when he comes in the door, or you expect to see the house full of mess, and you see it, and you confirm it, and you create it again and again, then you are kind of lost, but knowing, as you said, even on the darkest of times when it's a long queue and you have no money and it's like rock bottom, even then we can play the game. 
and take the power back. So when I see an empty cafe, I feel like, fuck, you know, and then I get into this dark circle of, no, we don't have enough products. Everybody's sad. People hate us, you know, and it wants to get in so quickly. And I watch this. Wow, how big this evil force inside of me wants to sink my business almost, like to drag me down into hell. Even It's coming from inside of me. So this egoic, a uh, complaining negative force dark force inside of me it's 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 strong because on the planet it is so strong and of course i'm enlightened and all that now. <laughs> so i see this very clearly i'm not enlightened but i am conscious and i'm really aware of this pattern and i'm like okay stop it hmm. so can i choose here and then i have all these different tools that i've been practicing for years to switch the light on and start to to generate and create my dream again. And then I'd maybe do some things. I'd buy some flowers, some symbolic stuff as well to say thank you to the store. Maybe uh, yesterday we hang up some beautiful pictures, you know, of the team and myself and, you know, old. and it's kind of just, I just started to generate this power again because it, from that feeling of gratitude and love and the whole place shifted that's an example of how we can take an action, you know, um, when it looks dark and you want to escape into poor me and complaining and then you just step up. It's not harder. It's not exhausting. You get energy. It's just a habit. And when we get in the habit of creating from within and not trust the news, not trust that your husband is an is a asshole, you know, and you, you, ha- you have these ideas like she is a bad my business is struggling all this like belief system that we actually just decide yeah again and again and again and again that's how it is and then we say no I want to amp up my game and then it is actually what I feel the bigger powers the evil bigger powers that's the biggest fear that we wake up to that it's so refreshing to it's like this, ah, uh, to, to gain that power back. It's swift. It's like love. It's like breathing. It's like having a wand. I remember Billy, you sent me this uh, wand from Harry Potter store. <laughs> and it feels so cool to have that physical wand for fun. But it feels like an extension of my desires, you know, this to create and to set into life. So I am getting more and more into this because it is actually effective and it works. Absolutely. We are, what you were describing there, we are quantum creators. That's the way I, I understand it and I um, title it. We are quantum creators. And that magic wand, if you don't have a physical wand, you have a finger, you have an arm, they are your wands, you know. We have the most incredible abilities and yet they lay dormant. I don't believe it's a coincidence that they lay dormant, as I said, until we become heart-centered beings, we will not be very powerful. To get heart-centered, we're going to have to trust ourselves again. We're going to have to, like you said, not look to the outside world to inform us about what's going on, but to trust your intuition, to trust your feeling. Yesterday, currently I'm spending some time doing a quantum, quantum life reading website, and I wrote down the questions, like, you know, frequently asked questions, FAQs that might, people might ask. 
And one of them, of course, is how can you read my quantum life files? You know, it's a term for them. Everything I do in reading, it's a file. So I wrote down, you must be in heart energy. The heart energy is like the key to your files. So if I am in my heart presence with no um, ego, there's no ego in heart field, I have the key to these files, which is what I said earlier. Then I'm able to download information because there is no agenda in me downloading it. So we, I feel like, you know, when we look into the outside world, we're trying to explain everything. Well, it's impossible to explain the unexplainable just because it's invisible. There are a myriad of possibilities between what you see and the invisible. You just maybe don't spend, you don't have a daily practice of going there. I want to talk about time as well there. Um, I have a lot of experience, yes, in, in time and the illusion of time, but this one particular experience might, might interest people because they may have had it. It's called doppelgangers. Now I'd heard about doppelgangers for years and I didn't like, I, you know, I'd, I'd heard about it, picked it up and that was it. It was like stored in my memory bank at some point. But for me, if I haven't experienced it, I don't know about it. So one day I was in Norway and we drove two hours from Oslo in a car to a particular place in Norway and on the way there, we passed a train station. And when we passed this train station, I looked down through the car window just at that point, And I saw a woman standing there with a buggy, which is like a little pram, small pushchair. And that was it. We continued on. And when we arrived at this place, I was sitting on the swing in this play area, in this playground. And the same woman, well, I didn't know it was the same woman because I didn't recognize her, her face. She this woman came over to me and she said, oh, hello, you got here fast. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean. And she said, well, you got here fast. We were on the same train. And I said, no, I just was driven here for two hours. And she said, no, you're on the same train. I remember your coat. Now, I was wearing a coat that was handmade. There was only one in the world. This was handmade in Argentina by one person. And I had crutches because my leg was healing from being broken. So there's me on crutches with this coat. And she said, I particularly remember the coat, of course, that you're wearing, because I thought, what a lovely color. She said, and the fact I was worried about, you looked like you were in pain and nobody gave you a seat. So you were standing on the train. So I said, tell me more. And she explained and she said, and why I'm a bit, why I'm a bit, you know, in awe that you're sitting here and I'm asking how you got here before me because you got off the train before me. So I figured, all right, when I saw you, you must have been picked up. And I just said, no, that didn't happen. But thank you for sharing the information. So that was my first experience of doppelganger. Now, feel about this. In my experience, there are things happening on a myriad of timelines. So when we refer to the past or the future, our physical body and mind is saying that's something behind me and that's something that's coming. Well, just open your minds for a minute. What if they're all happening at the same time? How is it that I've been given this lovely gift of being able to see my the future potential of my clients? I see them. I see them living in the life that they're talking about they desire at this point. However, they have free will and they have choice. It doesn't mean they will go, they will be there. But from the place I hold them in, which is this wonderful crystal being, they're, they're, we're all crystal beings, I see them there. So when we're co-creating, I can only see them where they're going 
And it's in that energy force also that helps kind of push the timelines a little bit, you know, whereas maybe they spend five, 10 years thinking about it, they can get there a lot quicker. So time, expansiveness of time, doppelgangers, there's a lot to this illusion down here if you just pay attention. Do you have any places to read more about this? Are there any like films, persons, podcasts? Like it's very... Um... I always mention The Matrix because I just love it, the movie, but it's kind of real to me. But do you have any places to go? The There's two people on this planet. There are only two I have a reference. One is David Wilcock. Been following him again, I think 13 years now, maybe a bit more, but 13 years I discovered him. And the minute he spoke, I was like, uh-huh, he knows. <laughs> He was talking about consciousness. He was talking about, you know, heart stuff without saying the word heart. But he was also, the reason I found him, because when I was teaching Kashuk Registers, he talked about Edgar Casey because he's a doppelganger, he's a duplicate of Edgar Casey on every single level. So that brought me to David Wilcock. I still follow him today. And of course, David Icke, the two truth people for me that have been consistent for 15 years you got to understand that when I went on my journey, I didn't really kind of read about things. I didn't have books, coaches, tools, teachers. I just got downloads of information. So it may signal me. One book I did have was a book of Ra, it was called. Now, this is interesting. I went, Before I left um, and went on this journey, I went to Brighton, where I live now. And I went to a particular old shop where Horgan always goes. It's, and it just has a little area of books. And I walked right to this book and I pulled it out and it said Book of Ra and I bought it. And when I looked through it, I thought, oh God, it's all a bit technical and boring. That book carried me in Argentina for about five years. I couldn't comprehend it when I bought it, but when I went through these experiences and downloads, I would reference it and get to understand it. I passed it on. Now, when I was doing the Kashuk Registers and was led to David Wilcock, that's the first port of call for him, the Book of Ra. So we can see that, you know, you've all had synchronicities in your life as opposed to like going and reading. Because if I tell you David Wilcock, you know, he may not resonate with you. He's really out. I'd say, you know, his intellectual capacity is probably on the planet. I would say a person that's not autistic, but grounded, available, normal, human. His ability to what he can, the contents of his mind will blow you away. It's like listening to a theosaurus the names, dates, it's his intellectual capacity is beyond anything I've ever seen. Now, that doesn't make him great because he's an intellectual. It makes what he needs to tell us and inform us very, very important. It had to come through him. So if I recommend that, that may not resonate. David Icke, you may not like him. Trust your intuition. Let it guide you even after this podcast. You know, what is it that resonates with you? Was there a book you saw, but you didn't pick up? Was there an article on, on the, on, you know, on social media that you wanted to review? Just trust your feeling. So there's basically a field and uh, all the dimensions and field that actually supports us and are connected with everything. So if we open up and to actually uh, our stillness, I feel like for me, it's like um, just the knowing, it's just this stillness kind of presence. It's very simple. Things happen like this so quickly. And just when we, before we started talking, I, I got this 
suddenly a picture popped up on my phone, my friend with a baby. And in that second I sent it, she she thought about herself having a baby. It's like all this, that's a funny story, but there's like this field that we don't have to analyze or think about. It's more coming straight through. And we, we, I like to, to remember and also say out loud that we are supported by this field. It works for us. So all we need to do is actually be open. And that is a theme by itself. What does it mean to be open? But it's a lot to do with the heart and the feeling. And um, to receive that uh, massive support. Um, I just know that the field works for us. We are not uh, supposed to figure it out on our own in this life, what we know from birth to now. That is just a tiny bit of us. We have past lives. We have tons of experiences, maybe even from other planets and systems that we don't remember. We don't have to remember it, but being available and open for that possibility while we're in the light in our hearts I don't feel like we can go wrong. It's more like, okay, I don't remember. Like when I got, when I was born, I didn't say, oh, that was nice to be here. But I do actually long back to that star system that I came from. <laughs> it was so nice there. Well, I learned a lot to that star system and I had a lot of friends on other planets. So I'm going to use that information here. Yeah, I'm not identified with this body. That's not the way it is. I, I'm, I have been so identified with this body. I don't remember anything from past lives is like having a amnesia like yet there's this knowing behind that draws me forward and into uh, it's like this portal of helpers that it's i'm not supposed to remember everything but that knowing and hope and faith that the field is around us it's for us is basically good i feel like basically it's all good and that knowing will help us um to be more open and it's it's never ending and to also understand that this is just a glimpse this moment this life is just a tiny glimpse of all that is and all that we are capable of and that can free us from the daily complaining, you know, and that, oh, I have to do the work. And if I only get this money, I can do that. You know, it's so tiny thinking. And even though people with money and have everything, they think these tiny thoughts. And when you had no money, Billy, and you living on the street, almost on the street, you were so expansive and you felt like you were the universe. If that isn't to be rich because then you are free because then you have everything you know that you are not the money or the body you are on top of the game imagine that freedom and that relief and the power to create from there and then you are in service because then you just want to give back you know you just want to help others and you and yourself yeah that's so beautiful not quite on the streets, but I might as well have been. <laughs> I was in somebody's room in a house, freezing cold with no heating on. But um, that was so beautiful what you said. I think you said practically everything. And what I was picking up from what you said as well, like you know, we are fragmenting ourselves, aren't we? Fragmentation. We are so locked down here in the brain in this perceptual, remember this word, perceptual, perceptual, just a perceivable reality 
without questioning, is this real? And I know most of our listeners, they feel things. They know things. They have always known things. If you're in your 20s or 30s, even 40s now, but you maybe in your 40s, you're forgetting a little bit if you've gone into the, you know, this mainstream world, but you know things or you knew things. Remember that. Be in the giving business and not the getting business, the giving business. Remember when you said, Tyrell, you gave some flowers to the shop, you put some pictures on the wall, be in a state of grace. And the, the way to get there is simple, like Jill said. It's all simple, for God's sakes. Just get out of your own way. We just, <clears throat> I know that overnight you can't stop your brain thinking, but you can be more interested in using brain power to understand the concepts of your heart. If you're going to be in your brain and a serious intellect and stuck and miserable and sad, okay, but start training that brain to get more interested in love, in peace, and then just do a few practices that bring you there and most definitely stay in nature as much as possible. We are supported. We have everything. We are everything. We're part of everything. It's so, so beautiful. But you got to humble down a little bit. Get out of your own way. Keep it simple. And the last thing for me, perfect timing. It's all in perfect timing. Sometimes I'm like, I want to understand this now, or I want this house now. And it's like, but maybe there's a timeline here. And even a timeline for it's like divine timing. I remember you said that 10 years ago to me and I'm like, divine timing. Yeah, but there is because we can only get what we are ready for. We can hold as much as we are ready for. And it all comes in perfect timing for our growth. And if we don't want to grow, we get the same stuff until we're ready to grow. <laughs> so to get that relief around time also as well, that we don't have to push anything, we don't have to struggle, we don't have to get. It's more like uh, relaxing and having a big faith, you know, and knowing a big fire inside of knowing and almost excited for what that crystal being potential we have and are can uh, will be but we are good now even on the room without fire you know or uh, heating we are just where we're supposed to be thank you for joining us on raw and real we hope that you will be tuning in next week same time same place <laughs>